0: This is You Gotta Watch This. And I'm your host, Darren, and with me is your host, Nick. I'm your host, Nick! (laughs) Aw. And uh, this is the podcast where we watch every film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a lot of them. All 23 in order. Uh Uh-huh. And then we talk about it. Yeah. We talk about them in order as well. Yeah. And that'd be weird if we didn't. That's right. And here's the premise that's not the premise. That's the setup <laughs> to the premise. Yeah. What's the What's the premise then? The premise is that I am very familiar with these movies. I have uh, seen them all many, many times. Uh huh. And I know them forwards and backwards. You're just cuckoo about them. I'm cuckoo for uh, MCU puffs. <laughs> and but Nick, you are not familiar with these movies. You're watching them for the first time. I prefer Rice Krispies. <laughs> that's right. And so we say that the first time you have seen a couple of these movies here and there. Yes. Um, and this is actually one of them. It is. This week's episode is Ant-Man. The Ant-Man. A man made of ants. He's made of out of ants. And we actually watched this one together not too long ago. Yeah. I had officially given up on getting you to watch these movies. <laughs> and I was like, let's watch a movie. And I pitched, I wanted you to just watch one of these movies because they're a lot of fun. Uh-huh. And I pitched Thor Ragnarok. Okay. And I was really pushing hard for it. And you were like. I'd rather watch Ant-Man because you didn't like the, I think the third movie in the trilogy, you were like, I don't, I don't want to, I'll be lost. Yeah. And I was like, it's still good. You would still like it. And you were like, I really would rather watch Ant-Man. And so I was like, okay. And I remember being disappointed, but that was the right choice. I feel like Yeah. It's a little more standalone. Something. Do you want to know something I've never told you? What's that? That
1: in the back of my mind, I always, I was holding it in there. Like if, if I watch these Uh one day, Uh I don't want to regret having seen, Something that was specifically, like, like an ordered movie. Yeah. Like I don't want. I didn't want to watch the third one of something. Gotcha. But gotcha. I didn't mind watching a standalone,
0: uh, like Ant Man. Yeah. Yeah. You well, you ended up being right, uh, and because if if we had if I'd known we were gonna do this project, because again I had given up. <laughs> I was like, I just want you to watch The Ragnarok because it's so funny. <laughs> At the time, I, I knew one day we would do a podcast. About okay, this. you knew. Mm-hmm. So we just watched Ant Man. <laughs> This came out in two thousand fifteen. It ends phase two. This is the last film of phase okay. two. Wow, we're flying through we're this. We're flying through we're about to enter the the third phase and the longest phase. Okay. But right now we're finishing up phase two and we're going to get your hot take. All right. My hot take is
1: I love it. This is I love Paul Rudd. Um he's just a charming man. He's a treasure. Mm-hmm. Um he is one of my faves. Yeah. And uh, it's just, I don't know, it's really fun. The, all the fight sequences and the action are, are really interesting and engaging because of the whole shrinking aspect. Mm-hmm. And the humor is on point. I don't know, it's just a
0: nice, tidy, terrific little movie. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's fantastic. <clears throat> really happy with watching it. Um, for those of us who maybe haven't just seen it like we have, let's move into the recap. But in honor of phase two. Hmm. It's going to be a two-minute recap. No! (laughs) I think you could do it. I don't think I can. You were finished, like, you know, maybe two and a half minutes early on the last one. I took too many notes this time. (laughs) man.
1: Okay, we'll see
0: what happens. We'll see see what happens, but... It's uh, not gonna happen. <laughs> you can do it, Nick. Uh, and I'm, I promise I'm not gonna interrupt you like I've been doing with all those silly reminders yeah. about time, because two minutes just isn't enough time for that. Okay? Yeah, I, I I don't believe you. Yeah. Okay, it started a few seconds ago. No! <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, so uh, Hank Pym in 1984 or something, maybe 82, I don't remember. He's mad at the government. Uh, then cut to normal time. Cut to now. Paul Rudd, uh, whose name is Scott, gets out of prison. He wants to come clean, He or go clean. He wants to get out of crime. His buddy is trying to get him uh, to do like one last job, and he's like, no, man, I'm out. And uh, all right, so there's this guy named Cross, and he's in charge of Pym Tech. Now, that's the company that uh, Hank Pym... Uh, used to run, and he's kind of a he's kind of a, a jerk. Um, so he presents um, to this, these people his uh, new thing called the yellow
0: jacket. Um, the yellow jacket. The yellow. Right? The yellow jacket. The yellow jacket.
1: Cool whip. And then uh, you're about halfway
0: done, by the way. Oh boy. <laughs>
1: So P- Pim's daughter, <laughs> I'm about five lines down. All right. So Pim's daughter, Hope, also works there, um, Work close with him, but it turns out she is working with her father, okay, because they don't like what uh, Cross is doing. Okay. So Scott wants to be a part of his daughter's life. Um, his, his daughter is like five or six now, um, and so he, need, he needs to kind of like go, go straight um, in order to do that. So cut back to Cross. um, You you see how much of a jerk he is. He zaps a guy and turns him into goo in the bathroom, and and you're like, "Whoa, man!" And uh, so Scott agrees um, to a job. um, uh, Reluctantly, he he decides to do one last job, and he decides to steal something from a safe. You 30 seconds. 30 (laughs) seconds. Oh no way, man! He breaks in. He breaks in, and it's really cool, and then uh, it turns out Pim is watching the whole time, and he wanted him to do so. Okay, uh, cut back to Cross. This time, he zaps a lamb. Um, he's a total nut job. Uh, so Scott tries on the suit, and he shrinks himself, and he's like, whoa, that's not some tiny, and then he returns the suit and gets arrested. Uh, Pim meets him at the, at the, 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 the jail and uh, busts him out with the suit, and... Um, so, and he gets him to sort of buy into to his job, which is to basically save the world. Um, so Scott accepts the job, um, the job offer, so to speak. Um, I have in my notes that says, Pim is the ant king. <laughs> um, so uh, Cross uh, successfully shrinks a lamb this time instead of blowing it up. Am I out of time? You were
0: like way out of time. But oh, here, here's the deal. So, since I shrank your time down i'm expanding it back to full oh, just like ant-man just like ant-man yeah, it's cool. all part of the theme
1: okay i wonder <laughs> how much time we just wasted all right so Pym is, oh, now you're uh, out of time
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what happens okay there? so <laughs> Pim is not interested in working with the avengers or stark specifically um and so he uh has to come up with a plan to prevent cross from getting this technology out there because it's too dangerous for the world to have essentially um and so they go into this big training montage with uh, Hank Pym and Scott and um, Pym's daughter Hope, and they're training Scott to do this job and uh, training him how to use the ants and how to use the suit and all this cool stuff. Um, and there's this conflict between Hope and her dad, um, even though she's working with him, she still has these feelings like um, she you know doesn't love him or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> she the, doesn't it, love she...
0: him or whatever. <laughs>
1: her her mom died and he won't tell her how and she holds that against him so um it turns out that she sacrificed herself Uh, and went into the quantum realm so she's shrinking forever and ever and ever and ever 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 ever, um, in order to save the world back in like the 80s from like a missile attack Um, and so that they sort of bond over that knowledge and they're fully on the same team again Um, so as a training mission they needed to steal some tech from uh, quote unquote an old Avengers facility but it turns out it's just the straight up Avengers base now. (laughs) Um, Old Stark facility I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he winds up fighting the Falcon which is cool. He steals the thing that they need. Um, When they come come back cross like really creepily is just in the house yeah um and so he kind of talks um uh to Pim and Pim feels like he might be compromised but he doesn't know about um scott yet so scott gets his running crew involved Yoo running crew <laughs> and uh so they infiltrate pentech through the water pipes They install the signal decoy whatever that is they fry the servers so there's no data backup on all this uh bad stuff um turns out that cross this big event you know it's a big event going on so there's lots of people there and turns out cross is uh selling this to hydra um so definitely bad guy. It's going to go into the wrong hands. Scott um, winds up setting the charges to blow the place, um, but Cross sort of anticipated this heist. He uh, anticipated something was going to go on. And so he catches Ant-Man, uh, who winds up escaping, uh, although Pim gets shot in the process. Um, I shouldn't look up and then lose my place <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Uh, so there's a big, cool fight sequence throughout the facility. Um Everybody's involved. Eventually, they blow up the building. Um, Cross escapes in a helicopter, and he puts on the Yellow Jacket suit. Mm-hmm. And um, Ant-Man and him start to have this fight from the helicopter into somebody's backyard. Um, then uh, Yellow Jacket looks like he's defeated. He gets knocked into the bug zapper. Uh, and uh, Ant-Man gets arrested by the, his cop, um, the, the father-in-law's figure to his daughter. Um, Stepfather stepfather yeah
0: yeah his daughter's
1: yeah, the father-in-law <laughs> stepfather um and so uh yellow jacket then goes after his daughter um big fight scene and by big fight scene i mean little fight scene Ooh, clever! Uh, <laughs> ant man go- <laughs> um, realizes he has to go subatomic a uh, subatomic to beat him he has to go between the molecules and so he does so and um pretty gruesomely um destructs his suit so that yeah he, like z- Folds in on himself. Um, he manages to get back to normal size pretty easily. Um, yeah. Didn't seem like a big deal. Um, so it saves the day. Um, that's the end of the movie. Um, and turns out that the Avengers are kind of looking for him. Mm-hmm. Um, with the first post-credit scene, um, you see Pym present his daughter Hope uh, with a prototype Wasp suit, mm-hmm. which is cool. And then the last post-credit scene, you see Falcon and Captain America are um, have Bucky in like a big vice clamp so he mm-hmm. can't move and you're not really sure what they're doing but they're trying to do something yeah
0: that's nice. the end wow that, that took like eight minutes that probably. was very long <laughs> that was very long you should have shrank down your recap no you oh. did a good job I'm kidding you're good you're great you're great so that's the recap this is a, is a it's a pretty uh large story you might say <laughs> Oh, are we gonna do this all night? Yeah, it never ends. <laughs> so let's 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 talk about it. Yeah. What did you, what'd you think? You liked it? Yeah, man, it was great. Let's talk about that opening scene in um in at the SHIELD like headquarters. It sure. Was, it was the uh Triskillian is what it's called, and we see it it's being constructed. It was in nineteen eighty nine. Okay. And you see like they got the de-aging tech, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Michael Douglas uh-huh. and uh, they actually have the reverse on Haley Atwell, who plays Peggy Carter, because uh-huh. it's eighty nine. She so needs to be much older, so yeah. they actually have her aged up. Yeah, and um, and you got John Slattery there reprising his role from Iron Man Two as Howard Stark. Okay,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know whether it was like the movie just started very abruptly, and mm-hmm. uh, it took me a minute to really place all those people. Yeah, and just kind of figure out like. Okay, what's going on? And I don't know. It, it moved very quickly. I thought. Yeah. I think that may be one of my few things that bothered me about it was, I know they wanted to frame this, in within the framework of like, the, his relationship with the uh, with Shield and you know that group, mm-hmm. but it, it it, I almost could have done it with more. I understand that that probably like too much backstory is sure you know not good for storytelling but it was just a lot all at once at the very beginning
0: it is a lot you definitely need to be and and it i mean yeah it it kind of it kind of jumps right into it and it, like this case in point my, my notes i said pim is mad at the government <laughs> yes. that's what i got out of it. <laughs> I, I like that scene cuz it kind of shows pim as like you know it, it it showcases how he's he's very hot-headed and he just uh-huh. takes his ball and goes home you know yeah uh, the 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 argument is that he was like kind of like a basically one of the world's like Cold War era superheroes, and he was supposed to be in Moscow. Mm-hmm. And I guess on his way out, or maybe he had suspicions anyway. But he decides not to go. He goes to confront Howard Stark because he found out that Howard Stark was in his stuff, trying to figure out the shrinking tech and he's like what are you doing that's my stuff like i'm not sharing it with you like i i work here and i'm you know like you give me a place to work on my stuff but it's my stuff yeah and he's very adamant that like nobody else gets to know the the secret formula Mm -hmm. and that's why he quits because he felt like howard stark was trying to was stepping on his trying to take it yeah got it
1: and
0: uh so it's, it's well then the
1: real bad guy in that scene is the th-
0: The third guy. Yeah. And what's his name? I think his name is Mitchell. Okay. And he's, he, uh, they refer to him as, because you've never really seen him before in right. this movie. And later on in the movie, they kind of call him, he's like the head of like defense at S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. They kind of write con him into yeah. like upper administration. Yes. And that since the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. he's been doing bad things. Yeah. Um. And the implication, like you mentioned at the end, where he facilitates the sale of the yellow jacket suit to Hydra is that he's probably been Hydra the whole time. Yeah. 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 And uh, so it's really – it's interesting to see that play out through uh-huh. there. But, yeah, Hank is like – and he, so he's kind of like the reverse Iron Man because he started off at S.H.I.E.L.D. and working with him and saving the world. Yeah. And then he takes his ball and goes home and starts a company and becomes a very, very wealthy person. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so it, it's interesting to see that in reverse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and you get a showcase of his um, – his hot temper where he punches that guy in the face Uh and it's a reflection of and of course hank is in the movies a little softer but um in the comics hank pym is shown with uh like almost um like he's got anger issues he's a very flawed character okay he's not like just a super guy you know like not a charmer guy he's got his issues yeah and uh, he's you know he's a very troubled flawed person right. in the comics so do, they definitely bring that into this yeah one of the things when i was watching this movie that just really excited my like imagination and it's cuz i think it's cuz they don't talk about it too much you just see like some grainy like footage and they talk about it but the idea that there were like superheroes in like the 60s 70s and 80s uh-huh. that we don't know about we're, ju- we're just learning and they definitely kept it a secret because the world knows about superheroes now but only yeah. from 2008 and of course the stories of captain america uh-huh. you know but that's it and yeah, like yeah. there's this whole time in between where we know shield's operating right and it wasn't just spies like they had superheroes yeah and like i just like i want to know more about yeah that. it's pretty neat <laughs> yeah
1: and, and it's almost as if they were like proto superheroes yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know they it was science it was it, which you know not to say that tony stark mm-hmm. isn't a superhero at sure. this point but it was like just their cutting edge i don't know yeah it,
0: it, it just it is very interesting I, I think it's the reveal it's the reveal of like this movie And know you're you're 11 movies in mm-hmm. and then it's like oh by the way there was a superhero that's been around you know those yeah. around the whole time that nobody knew about not even you and you've yeah. been watching all these movies right and you're like wow and then halfway through this movie they reveal he had a partner yeah uh, named wasp you're like oh my god yeah <laughs> what, what else was happening like what is what was that was there like a like a shield kind of like almost avengers team mm-hmm. in the 80s right you know yeah. i don't know that's, that's cool it's a very it just it definitely tickles the imagination mm-hmm. Um, so uh, in keeping with
1: Pim's character about uh, I like the way you're phrasing it about like he took his ball and went home. Mm-hmm. Um, that's almost how he left his own company um, yeah. was I mean, he got voted out, but mm-hmm. um, he definitely sort of resigned or, or left the company. with like some bad blood.
0: Yeah, because he wouldn't share. He wouldn't the- play nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wouldn't share that formula. Uh-huh. And so Darren Cross arranged a hostile takeover. Yep. And so, yeah, he's definitely very jealously guards this secret. Mm -hmm. and and that's rightly so, because it it
1: seems like he knows the potential it has. Mm -hmm. And Darren Cross does too, but he doesn't have that off, or he doesn't have the filter to know that, like, you know, if this gets into the wrong hands, it really will be chaos on the planet. Like, you know, it's going to be a new level of destruction and warfare. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he just sees that as... a a way to
0: profit yeah i think um they they kind of explain it but they never really go into the science of it they kind of explain that darren cross has become unstable over the years because of his exposure to these like kind of bootleg pym particles Uh that have been messing up his brain that he's supposed to have some sort of protection from them um but then uh hank pym also mentions that he wasn't a very stable guy to begin with yeah and again that runs through this theme of you know, Hank picked him as a protege because he was like, You're just like me. Yeah. And then as he gets older and he realizes, I'm kind of a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good that you're like me. And that me. was,
1: that's the, he had a cool line, you know, he says, What did you see in me? And yeah. he says, You know, I, I saw myself. Yeah. And then he says, Why did you, you know, kick me to the curb, essentially? And he said, I saw too much of myself. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And so you, you, you get that. I love that idea of him like battling with his inner demons, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and it, it is his pride. And this is one of the the lines that they say in this movie uh and i think you mentioned in the recap is when uh paul rudd says i i have an idea let's call the avengers yeah and that yeah. was something that people have been saying since the first avengers movie uh-huh. like now that should be the answer to every problem and it yeah. was so funny in the theaters when he actually says it because <laughs> people, people have been saying it you know since like thor and yeah like, uh, Captain America, so uh, Winter Soldier. I do love that they do that. Yeah, and and it's
1: so on on the nose. Yeah, and what and they have a story reason yeah. for him to not want to yeah. do
0: that. it's and it's it's a lot to do with like ninety nine percent his pride. You yeah, know? he's like I don't want to have anything to do with the Starks. Yeah. you know I I feel like the Starks betrayed me, and I'm not going to do anything with the i uh-huh. And like no thanks, yeah. I, I've already done the shield thing. I'm not interested in team ups. You yeah, know? um, it's all me. Mm-hmm. And in that way, he you know. Has very sh- Stark-like streak, you know. Sure. Yeah, I think the main difference between Hank Pym and Tony Stark and uh, Howard Stark th- is because Howard Starks uh, was the head of that, yeah, and and Hank Pym was the employee. And yeah. I think if it had been the other way around, right, we might have seen them take different paths like yeah. you know, follow each other's paths yeah. instead. Absolutely, uh, it was very interesting stuff. I um, one of the things I love about this movie, uh, and we've talked about this before, how each movie kind of has its own like little mini genre Mm -hmm. you know there's the mcu has lots of genres in it and this is the just an out and out heist movie yeah and yeah. I love a good heist movie. Yeah, absolutely. And they do it very well. They got like the training montage. Uh-huh. Oh, the training the, montage is great. The planning. Yeah. And, and and then like they talk about it like as they're doing yeah. it. Like it's it's great. Yeah. Uh I, I love to see that. And they've got the the, the, the perfect like heist team. Mm-hmm. The, like,
1: you know, the yeah. the weird, uh, laconic Russian guy. Yeah. It's just this ridiculous like it's like somebody was like, what are the core elements of like a heist team? Yeah. And let's just amplify that.
0: <laughs> and It's so, crazy. And yet they do such a good job. Like each character is like not a stereotype. Like they're their own like, yeah, yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, you know, sure. that- uh,
1: yeah. The guy, what's the actor that
0: plays um, Luis? Uh, Michael Pena? Yes. Or Pena? He, Pena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He is phenomenal. He definitely like normally, when you watch a movie, and like Paul Rudd is is not always the lead. You know, he's in the especially in some of his earlier movies, and he like steals the movie. Paul yeah. Rudd does, and like Michael Pena does it to Paul Rudd in yeah, the movie. Yeah. Like he totally steals every scene he's in. Uh-huh. He's so funny. That last shot where he just <laughs> says his line, and then like it zo- pushes in on him, and his like lips are twitching. Yeah, uh, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, he is a complete genius. Yeah, and oh, uh, he's got like uh like a really like almost. A superpower and how he's able to lay out everybody with one punch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you noticed that they they make a reference to it where he was the only guy to knock, knock out. out P- yeah, at the very Peaches beginning, yeah. the, very beginning <laughs> the guy in prison, and then he's because like, he doesn't seem especially good at anything. Yeah, that's he's just, just there's this apparently there's a comic book character and I don't even know that it is Marvel. I, it's just a comic book character uh called one punch man oh. and people are like is that is that him <laughs> are they was that kind of like a sly way to work that uh-huh. in you know that's um, pretty funny I yeah. hope it is. but he is every time yeah like, only punches them once and they go down no matter how big they are <laughs> defying the laws of physics yeah <laughs> um speaking of physics uh this movie is i think classic comic book physics oh sure uh where you know you really i mean. You you definitely have to kind of turn off your brain a little bit with Ant Man because sometimes he's really light and uh-huh. sometimes he's really heavy and it's yeah. it, you the the idea of is that and they kind of I was listening to it this time they did have like a little line in there that like you can almost like choose your density somehow uh-huh. you know but I don't know how they achieve that on like a like millisecond to millisecond scale yeah. you know yeah. But because uh, if he weighs as much as he normally does, then he couldn't like walk on a gun, you know, because the right. gun would fall or he'd smash through the floor and that tank wouldn't work as a keychain. Right. <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's fun. It, it it's, it's a testament to the movie that you're never thinking about it yeah. when you're watching it. <laughs> and
1: like for... You know, for some of the other movies that have bugged me with some of the tech stuff, mm-hmm. this doesn't bother me yeah. one bit.
0: Yeah. And I think that just, it, it, it speaks to the visual effects mm-hmm. and it speaks to the world building mm-hmm. and how charming and like fun it is. You're just like, yeah, yeah okay, I believe yeah.
1: you. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a cool premise. Like, mm-hmm.
0: I, you don't have to tell me the science. <laughs> it's just, it's fine. Yeah. I like that they all have to wear helmets or like even when he successfully <laughs> shrank the lamb it, it was still in that little thing. thing yeah and i think uh and they, they might even mention i think it's in the comic books like it needs to be you need to be in like a self-contained thing because you won't be able to breathe because the air molecules are too big for you or something like that your your lungs can't
1: interesting yeah
0: it's it's interesting it's well, real science yeah i was gonna, <laughs> that may be they may be, like, looking too closely at it, like, <laughs> yeah. for their own good. I don't think they actually make it explicit in, in this movie that, that that's right. the case. <laughs> um, in addition to being a heist movie, I, I wrote down that I, I really I really do enjoy the depiction of, like, the co-parenting, like, relationship uh-huh. and how healthy that is. There's It's a lot of times when you have, you know, a uh, divorced couple with a kid and then a uh a remarried thing. Like the, the stepfather is like a villain, you yeah. know, and it's it's more about like, oh but you know the the, the you know the biological dad the biological parents belong together. You know uh-huh. and it's definitely not portrayed that way. Absolutely not. Yeah. And uh I like at the end where they're all having dinner together, you know uh-huh. it's like this this unit can work, you know. Yeah. Uh it's very nice to see that. Yeah. And I like when he you know he mentions you know thanks for looking after cassie and he's like uh the, the stepfather's you know like oh that's my pleasure like I, I have no problem doing that i did this favor for you yeah. you know and you see them becoming friends like you get the sense that the stepfather like wants to be friends uh-huh. with, with scott you know but he's but they're all tough on him because you know and they don't let him off the hook you know the the story makes a point to let us know that he didn't like murder a bunch of people and that's why he's in jail but he, yeah. he had like it was kind of like a robin hood thing but he still broke the law yeah and pretty severely yeah and and so the the movie doesn't really let him off the hook for that mm-hmm. uh which is neat too uh i've been talking a lot you got anything from yours do you want to talk about um i got more no nah, keep going okay keep going for now so one of the things that does and i i don't know where i read it somewhere and since i read it Every time I watch this movie, it never doesn't bug me. But when Darren Cross is bringing in the the sheep to shrink, he uh-huh. says he's running experiment 34C and then it fails. And yeah. so he says, now bring in test subject 35C. What? And it's like, yeah, what is that numbering scale? Right? <laughs> Why is the first number getting bigger? Like it should be like 34C, 34D, 34E. Yeah. You know, it's very strange. Like, why is the C part staying the yeah. same?
1: Man, their files. Like... Yeah. That's why he couldn't figure it out. Yeah. He <laughs> was, was so disorganized. <laughs> oh, man. I did, definitely did not pick yeah. up on that. Like, that's I really, really wish I could really remember r- where
0: I read it. Some, I was reading an article and somebody pointed it out and I was like, yeah, that bugs me. That's one of those tiny things that, like, you know, I, I
1: like, how does that get through, like, a script vetting process? You know, yeah. and like, the, the rewrites yeah. and the edits, like... Yeah do you think that's something that got changed or added last minute, you know? Yeah. And that, so like it didn't get the chance to yeah. like somebody made a change and it didn't get reviewed and it snuck its way in. And
0: I don't know, maybe everybody's too worried about like lighting on the day, the script supervisor is yeah. not feeling good. I don't <laughs> know. Um, what, there's a, when he, when he, so he breaks in to steal the Ant-Man suit. And then when he goes to return it and the cops are there and he, Paul Rudd is a very Paul Rudd line, a very Paul Rudd face. Um, where he says, "I wasn't stealing anything; I was returning something I stole," and then he does this big like eye roll, like oh, I shouldn't have said that." <laughs> like it's, it reminds me of like a like a wet hot American summer. Like <laughs> yeah. it's a very like David Wayne joke. Yeah. And yeah, It's almost out of place, but it's so funny. <laughs> I just definitely associate that with Paul Rudd. Yeah, like absolutely oh, the big like sh- shoulder shrug and eye roll. Yeah, like, what a, what am I doing? Right, I love it. He 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 plays that so well, and yeah. like at the end
1: when you see that you know he and Hope you know had had a little smooch in the hallway, yeah, yeah. and then he tries to pretend that you know she instigated it. <laughs> and He was just trying to you know wa- leave and yeah, you know, I've got important stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, he he does that so well. He does the bluster.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He there's he makes like a face when he's talking to Falcon about uh like he's like. You you uh oh you haven't heard of me or something like that and then <laughs> yeah. he just makes this weird face like what I don't know why I did that <laughs> what did he say? what does he say uh you haven't
1: heard of me you've probably never heard of me <laughs> yeah. I don't know, what is it that's I don't bug remember.
0: Me. it's it's something like that and he just makes his face like like he's like oh I'm just I'm just kidding like that's his face <laughs> he makes and then he's like and like you see this like loathing like what am I doing yeah. <laughs> uh... um did you remember because when we watched it you hadn't seen. Captain America: Winter Soldier. Did you remember Falcon being in this, or or, did you think much of it the first time you watched it? The first time I watched it, I didn't know who that was. I didn't know who the Avengers were. I didn't know
1: why that mattered. Like (laughs) that all went over my head. Yeah. What? Like so? I I didn't. When he said, "Why don't we call the Avengers?" and he was talking about Stark, blah blah blah. Also, that whole first scene didn't make any sense Mm. when I watched it the first time. Yeah. Um. It all makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. And as we were watching Captain America two. Mm-hmm. When that's the one Falcon is introduced, yeah, yeah, that uh, I, I think we probably talked about it on the podcast. I was like, oh, now I get more parts of Ant Man,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um,
1: but yeah, it, it, I I I just was like, yeah, it's some place and he needs to go. <laughs> like I, it actually seemed kind of if you just take this as a standalone, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I get that. You know, I I, I understood that. Th- I wasn't understanding something in the bigger picture. Right. But I, I, I was, it's
0: clear from the context that like, this is bad, yeah. but you don't know
1: why. Right. I just, I actually kind of assumed, I think that they were also bad guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I remember being confused. I was like, I thought they were supposed to be the good guys. <laughs> There's a lot of movies about them. Um, but yeah, no, I, and I like how they played that too. Like, you know, he plays it like, you know, big falcon big fan and like you know he 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 fights him and he disables his suit but he definitely does so in a way to not hurt him yeah um and to try to cause the least amount of harm although they're definitely gonna have to
0: rebuild his wingsuit i think falcon is a very realistic uh person for him to fight you know i think we wouldn't really want to see captain america get beat by ant-man right Uh, falcon's new enough where it's like okay that's fair you know and he has also like you know, not a a amazing level of tech. You know, yeah,
1: yeah. His powers or whatever. It, yeah, it's kind of the the bottom rung of, of yeah.
0: The you know, not no discredit. No, but no, no, no. He's 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 got his skill set. You know, but it would be like it would be like if he fought like Hawkeye. Hawkeye. That's yeah. exactly who I thought. Or like Blackwood. Just his tech is superior. Right. And uh, but yeah, like he uh, he's lucky like Vision or um, you know, Wanda yeah. weren't there. Right. Because <laughs> right. then he would have had a much harder time. <laughs> <laughs> um. But also, that wouldn't work for the story. Um, I think a lot of times these movies, when they pick up and get into their third act, that's when a lot of... Because they're all kind of funny. They uh-huh. all kind of have jokes in them. All, all, even Thor Dark World has yeah. jokes in them. But normally, by the time you get to that third act, the jokes have kind of fallen behind. And they're like, you know, the script writers, the directors, like, we need to... We got to put our shoulder down and get through the story, uh-huh. you know? And this movie, it felt like the jokes ramped up oh, in the yeah. third act. It they, was they, they so They took advantage funny.
1: of... Like the the fight scene when they're little and they're fighting on the the Thomas the train the train Thomas the tank engine yeah. toy set that's going around. Um, I mean like up close and it's this crazy fight and he's zapping with lasers and like all this stuff and he's like throwing train cars yeah. at him and he's blowing him up and like ants are like attacking him and begin disintegrated and then it'll like do like a two second wide shot of just like a t- the tiny little toy set going <laughs> around and like, you just hear like. Beep, beep. Yeah, you see these little flashes, you yeah. know? And it just looks like a toy. It just looks so funny. yeah And I, then and then when it when the train is about to hit um yellow jacket uh cross. Yes. And and he looks up and sees the train coming and he's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, as I said, he's this is how he defeats him He gets run over by a toy train." And then it cuts to the wide shot and the train just like stops like it's run into like just you know a like Lego a pebble, block, yeah, yeah. And, and it, just it falls, falls off, off the track. track.
0: It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I I remember watching this in the theaters and just huge laughs. Yeah. <laughs> during the scene, I love the little like Siri joke where they're fighting in the briefcase. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they trigger Siri. Yeah, he it's says I'm gonna disintegrate g- you, and it plays disintegration yeah. with a <laughs> Cure. <laughs> I love
1: That's it. It's great. Uh, the one of my favorite lines is when. So they he accidentally makes one of the ants too big, mm-hmm. and the ant runs down. <laughs> Everything with the ants funny. Yeah. So the ant makes is get too big. The, the little daughter immediately loves it. By the y- way, yeah. which is funny because you see it later. She's feeding it on the table like a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the stepfather like it sort of runs him over. His response. His, just his yell of
0: horror—it's <laughs> yes. just really funny as, as he falls backward down the stairs. Yeah, yeah it I mean, really just funny. like a
1: six-foot ant crawling <laughs> over you. Yeah, that's got to be like probably the most horrific thing that's ever happened to him. Yeah. <laughs> even as a cop. Yeah. Um, and then the that runs out the house past the other cop and and the mother and <laughs> he says, <laughs> "That's the most messed up dog I've ever seen." <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, he says. He says, oh, whoa, that's a messed up looking dog. Yeah,
1: that's, it. <laughs> that's a messed up looking dog. It reminds me of the um, Tracy Morgan thing. What's his character, Brian
0: Fellows? Oh, what yes. That? That, that dog's got devil eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's very funny. I, it's a I, goat. I love that stuff. The stuff with the ants works. That is one of the, we talked about how um Falcon in the comics can t- telepathically communicate with birds. Uh-huh and you know that's just they love that stuff in the 60s yeah so ant-man can telepathically communicate with ants yep and you would think just like they dropped it for a falcon they would drop it for ant-man but they're like nope we're going all in on it
1: but they didn't do it wasn't like telepathy right, it was right science. he wasn't bitten by a radioactive ant yeah. you know he they i mean used, it was pseudoscience but it was, it was yeah but know, they, was they had, had a science. scientific
0: explanation uh-huh. and it made sense why hank pym would be interested in developing that technology because mm-hmm. he was that small he didn't want to be eaten by them yeah i <laughs> so want to make sure these guys leave me alone uh-huh. like, i wonder what else i can do yeah so it's um it's neat i like to think about him you know like Working on the shrinking tech and getting that right. And then maybe the next like five years, I'm like, how do I talk to ants? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to crack this. This is a totally different field of study. <laughs> so I do like the way they, they handled that.
1: They, um, obviously a lot of ants died. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, didn't make it gratuitous it wasn't just like you know people stomping on like piles of ants right right yeah. you know so you saw like certain ants like biting some bad guys and being like flicked off or mm-hmm. smacked off um but they like kind of made you care yeah I absolutely they did that well and i thought they handled that well i think that was the right decision not yeah. to make them totally expendable
0: yeah oh, yeah no scott like Formed like a a bond with, with Anthony. The ants. His, yeah, the one flying yeah. ant. Anthony, yeah, Anthony is like his steed. Uh-huh. But just every ant in general, like you see him, like when he's putting on like the little like electronic zapper things, uh-huh. you know, he's like patting them, you yeah. know, like he's he's into it. You yeah. know. they they did a lot of work. Um, I remember watching this in the in the extras and special features where they wanted to make sure the ants had uh, personality uh-huh. and they were uh, more like visually interesting and likable, and yeah. so they they slowed down the ants movements so they wouldn't look so like creepy. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Cause like a normal ant would be like all jerking around yeah. and it wouldn't be as like cute or uh-huh. like noble looking, you know? <laughs> yeah. So they slowed down the ants. They made the really little ants. They modeled their, like, you know, was all modeled after like puppies, you yeah. know, <laughs> like trying to jump on you, you know? And <laughs> it's, it's, it was really neat how they, how they did that. Uh-huh. Um, they made the, made sure to make the, um like the, like hair on the ants kind of like, more look like kind of horns and uh-huh. like give them like a fur coat. I don't know, make them look more like, oh, I like this. Yeah, if That's a nice looking ant, Right, That makes me happy to see it. Uh-huh. They, the speaking of like the visual effects and the everything, I think they used a lot of macro photography to get that sense of scale, which I think was really neat. And I mean, the effects were fantastic. I thought they looked really good. Uh-huh. Um, what else do I have here? You got anything else we want to move into the pop quiz? Um, Oh, I, I got one more. Thing. Yeah. What's the, what is speaking of the effects, I didn't write this down, but what did you think about that whole, like going into the quantum realm? Oh, I,
1: so I, I really like it. Um, very trippy. Yeah. And, and so like they, they, they went as deep, like I think as science can give us yeah. like in terms of like particles and the quantum stuff and quarks and, yeah. you know, as small as you get. And, then they went into sort of like a two thousand one space odyssey yeah. kind of realm of like, it. As you once you reach a certain point, it's going to be incomprehensible. Yeah, which I thought was a a good way of handling it and accurate probably. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I bet it would be pretty weird. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know, because it, it's not like it's almost like you can imagine almost like passing passing through unknown unknowable space, but the idea of everything you're still shrinking. Yeah. Like that's something that actually is sort of hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, you think you're an empty space, but as you're getting smaller, it turns out you weren't in empty space, and you're seeing all the things yeah. that were around you.
0: Yeah, he, he gets down. He he gets he like you see like him going past the tardigrade, and like it goes from like being really small to like enormous. Yeah, and as he goes past it, and yeah, I really like it. You get into these like crystalline like yeah. structures, uh-huh. and um. Yeah, I the two thousand one I think was very deliberate because there's several shots of his face and like all the like yeah. all the flashing yeah across this, yeah yeah his absolutely helmet. very very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So
1: I, I will say that maybe my one um, problem, um, it just seemed too easy for him to get out of there. Basically, he took one of the little so like Pim had made him these little throwing star things mm-hmm. that would make things smaller or bigger. He had one of one of the things that makes things bigger left he just popped it in so okay i'll say this that's one thing that's bugged me in several movies it's just the idea that things are just interchangeable (laughs) that you can just kind of like plug them into other things and they'll sort of work or do something different um so like he just opened up his regulator or like the thing that makes him small and put another thing that makes things big into it (laughs) and it made him bigger, and also conveniently stopped at his regular <laughs> size. Yeah. That's the biggest thing that bothered me. Sure. And then he couldn't remember how to do it. Mm-hmm. He couldn't remember the experience, I guess, to tell Pim, because Pim wanted to know. Yeah. But Pim also, like, hadn't thought to try that, I guess. Like, yeah. I just find it hard to believe.
0: I, yeah, I get that. I, I like to think in my hand canon that like Scott was really out of it when he was doing that like it was messing with his brain yeah. And so he was like I don't understand what's going on and it was just kind of like almost like muscle memory you mm-hmm. know like almost like paradoxical like undressing when you're like mm-hmm. have hypothermia sure. you know and like he was just like I'm just gonna do this you know we saw he messes with stuff all the yeah. time he was constantly like taking the suit apart I don't have a problem with him trying it sure but that it worked yeah I have a problem <laughs> with that it worked yeah well. yeah
1: yeah, I hear you. So, you know, it, it, if it had just made him bigger, then kept making him bigger, <laughs> I, that, I would have
0: bought that. That would have been a very different movie. Yeah. <laughs> Destroys the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, it is time for your Marvel pop quiz. I don't have a song this time. Oh, you really wound up. I thought you had one. Nope. No, I don't have a song. <laughs> okay.
1: Don't do it. It's time o- <laughs> for <my pop> <laughs> All
0: right. So in this movie, Hank Pym hires Scott Lang to steal the Ant-Man suit from himself as a tryout for a more daring heist into Darren Cross's lab. That's not the question. That's the setup. <laughs> Correct. In Scott, True. La- <laughs> in Scott Lang's first comic appearance in 1979, he also stole the Ant-Man suit in order to break into Darren Cross's lab. Why? A, to prevent state secrets from being sold to Soviet Russia. B, to rescue the only doctor who could help his sick daughter. C, to find and destroy the last remnants of Ultron's AI. Or D, to steal the large amount of gold stockpiled there for use in experiments. So A, state secrets. Uh B, rescue a doctor. C, Ultron's AI. Or D, stealing gold. I'm going to narrow it down and say that it
1: was personal, so it was either B or D. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with B, doctor for his daughter.
0: That's right. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, it's um Hank Pym in this movie is an old man whose days of being Ant-Man are behind him, but when the character was first introduced in 1962, Hank Pym was Ant-Man, and it followed his adventures. Yeah. In fact, Darren Cross has... A line when he's you know talking about the Ant Man and kind of blowing up Hank Pym's spot in front of everybody. He's like, I know this is you know Cold War era propaganda. Tales to Astonish uh-huh. and Tales to Astonish was actually the name of the uh, name of the book. Yeah, Tales cool. to Astonish number twenty seven nice. was Ant Man's first appearance. Um, so and Hank Pym was a a lot of things in the comics. He was he was a founding member of the Avengers hmm. um, along with Wasp and Hulk and Thor. And Iron Man. Mm -hmm. Um, He didn't make it into the first Avengers. They talked about doing an Ant-Man movie for a a little while, um, but it just didn't quite pan out. And they didn't want to really bring in Ant-Man before... You know, he had a solo movie. They wanted to yeah. have everybody kind of have their solo movie if they were going to have one. And right. they did want to have one for Ant-Man because he is a founding member of the Avengers. He's yeah. important. He's kind of become a joke because he wasn't as big a deal, you uh-huh. know, uh, as like Iron Man or Hulk or Thor, sure. you know, or even you know Captain America. But he's definitely he's up there. But, but Scott Lang was introduced in 1979 to kind of almost pass the mantle on yeah. uh, to be a new A-Man. Cause Ant-Man because Ant-Man in the comics in the 60s he like he changed his personality a lot mm. like he he became he was yellow jacket for a little bit mm. and he he's, he kind of went through a bunch of different personas and different power sets and so they wanted to give somebody you know what you're just ant-man now and okay. you be ant-man you stay ant-man let hank pym do his thing because he also created ultron hank pym was you know had okay. a lot going on gotcha um i mentioned this movie has been in development for a long time or was in development for a long time um edgar wright wanted to do this edgar wright was the original director of this interesting he had been trying to get the rights to do it since 2003 oh wow and he was attached to this movie for a long time i think before marvel studios was a thing he was like having meetings with uh, marvel and being like hey who do we you know i want to do this movie let's talk about a studio to do the rights and everything and then, you know, as these Marvel movies started picking up steam, he got the movie, worked on it until 2014. So the movie had already, like, started filming, was written, everything. Uh, and he left due to creative differences wow. with Disney. Yeah. He uh, didn't get along. He, I think he's kind of, in, in interviews, he's mentioned, somebody asked him, you know, if he'd seen Ant-Man, which I think he still hasn't seen it to this day. Wow. And he says, people ask me if I'd like to see Ant-Man is kind of like, them asking me if I'd like to watch my ex-girlfriend have sex. (laughs) No, that's, you know, I don't, I'm not interested. Uh Um, One of the reasons he left is rumored was that he didn't want any references to any other Marvel Cinematic Universe films in his film. And of course, by the time this was rolling around, that wasn't going to happen. This is absolutely out of the question. Like that's why people come to see these. They wanted to tie it in as deeply as possible. Yeah. And that'll help you make sure you get, you get a lot of money for this Uh movie. Like, and that was one of, the, I guess, the deal breakers. Huh. And I think they were right and he was wrong.
1: I mean, it, if if they had just made it out of the blue back in the early 2000s, would've, he would have been right. He would have been right. Well,
0: yeah. And there um, wouldn't have been...
1: But he probably couldn't let go of that. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much he was responsible for sort of the
0: direction of, that the humor took. Apparently, he... Uh, a lot of the actors he hired... Okay. Um, in fact, there are people who were afraid they were going to lose their jobs when he when left, he left and they didn't, okay. they, they were like, no, we, you know, like you guys are good. <laughs> we'll yeah. keep you." I think Paul Rudd was Edgar Wright's choice because he wanted somebody charming to play an ex con uh-huh. and make sure you still liked him even though he was a criminal getting out of jail. Yeah. Um, they, people don't say exactly how many of the jokes remain, but you got to imagine quite a few because it's quite a funny yeah. movie. Yeah. And you feel Edgar Wright, you know, in it a little. Does bit. Does he
1: get um, writing credit on this?
0: I don't think he does because um, they like the story itself, which I think is what is really focused on by the Writers Guild, yeah. is almost completely different. Okay. Like they, he, like uh, Hope Van Dyne, uh, who's you know Wasp, was barely like just kind of mentioned in his screenplay, huh. and she's Interesting. a f- major character. Yes, yeah. so there were a lot of changes story wise. Interesting I think, enough, but Adam McKay. Uh, along with a couple other people, is is credited as a as a writer. Okay, on this. cool. So, uh, which is uh, another reason why it's so funny because Adam McKay is very funny. Let's pause.
1: We didn't talk about Evangeline Lilly. Um, oh yeah, she's really good in this. She's fantastic. Um, I thought that the relationship between her and her father was a great little subplot that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and the whole, like I I liked the slow. F- f- like, she's introduced as being, you know, real tight with Cross. And mm-hmm. you kind of think, oh, it's, uh, you know, she's not a good person. But it turns out she's working under, you know, working sort of behind the scenes with mm-hmm. her father. So you think, ah, oh, she's a good guy. But then you see sort of a, the bad blood that's still there. Mm-hmm. So I, I just thought it was interesting unraveling that relationship.
0: Absolutely. It's a complex relationship. You'd find out, like, well into it that, like, she only recently came back yeah. to him. Like, yeah. It was only when she realized like, oh, he's actually shrinking things uh-huh. and this is a problem yeah. that she goes, that's how serious and sort she of like found she's it. She's
1: had the same epiphany that her father had that yeah. like, this mm-hmm. shouldn't,
0: we shouldn't be doing this. Yes, exactly. No one should have this tech. And you know, maybe she had her doubts. Maybe she preferred Darren Cross to her father just because she knew it would make her dad mad, yeah. you know, but she's like a rational person. And she's, right. She's, he's not well. Yeah. And and that I think, you know, probably tips the scales too. I think she
1: had a lot of like the bitterness about how he had handled her mother's mm-hmm. death. Yeah. That was tied up in her relationship in how she decided to treat him yeah from a business sense.
0: Absolutely. I I think I think that it I like that relationship because it is so complex mm-hmm. and there I think that big emotional scene they have a lot of times in a movie, especially a superhero movie, there might be an emotional scene and you don't feel like it's earned. But I feel like they really earned that yeah, scene. I do too. I, I think
1: it really works. And and they play it really well. Mm-hmm. And then I think they they got us out of it really well too by by having Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul yeah. Rudd ruining the moment. And yeah. like, you know, being like, oh did I ruin the moment? <laughs>
0: yeah. Very, very good. Um one of the things that I would always read and never really thought about, but I was listening for it in this movie. In that yellow jacket fight scene by the train set, his blasters are the same sound of AT ATs from *Empire Strikes Back*. Oh, really? Yeah. I uh, need to Listen to that. Yeah, we, we'll, maybe we'll do it again after yeah. this, so you can listen to it. But it is straight up. It's and Industrial Light and Magic did the effects. Oh, wow! And they did it on purpose. They okay. put it in there, and of course, it's all Disney. They own it all, yeah. so they're like, well, "That's cool." Yeah, so they they inserted those in there, and it is it's when you're when you're listening for it, it's unmistakable. Okay, you're like, this is. Definitely an AT eighteen. Yeah. It's but great. like deeper. And speaking of the Star Wars connection, we've talked about how in phase two, um, characters are losing their arms to kind of represent the loss of limbs of uh-huh. uh, Luke. And in this one wait, wait, did can you I, catch it? Can yeah. I call it, can I is yeah. it is it when he destructs
1: he kills the suit and the first thing to go is is yellow jacket's arm?
0: Yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah, Yay. that's it, yeah. And that that completes the phase two can we do them all do you remember them all oh no <laughs> uh, so in Iron Man three it's um uh killian's arm or just uh, Aldrich Killian's arm oh, it gets, yeah. gets cut off uh-huh. and, he, and, and it grows back and of course because they got the regenerating limbs thing yeah, yeah and yeah. then in uh Thor dark world it's the uh illusion Loki has of cutting off Thor's arm right okay uh in the um winter soldier. It's, you know, Bucky's uh-huh. lost his arm. Yep. And in Guardians of the Galaxy, Groot gets his arms cut off. Uh-huh. And in Avengers, um, U- Ulysses claw gets his arm cut off yeah. by Ultron. So yeah. every, every movie features it. So. That's really neat. Yeah, I like it. And
1: weird. Why was that it's, their thing? It's
0: just they wanted Phase 2 to be like Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And Kevin Feige was like, wouldn't that be neat if we did that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, Um, so let's talk about how this fits into the larger narrative. I think you get a lot of good tie-ins, and this is definitely in that era of, now that we're really into the MCU, these tie-ins are easy to make, they're Uh not a stretch. Um, Obviously, we had S.H.I.E.L.D. in 1989, we talked about the Triskelion being constructed, Uh which was the uh, building featured and destroyed in The Winter Soldier, which represents S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I missed it. I was kind of looking for it. I didn't see it. There was a, apparently a connection to the Incredible Hulk. Um, in you can there's posters for it in San Francisco when he's flying around on the Ant. It's called the Pingo Doce, but that's the soda company that Bruce Banner worked for. Oh, yeah, uh, th- interesting that uh, Stanley drank the soda. And, yeah. Uh, so that's that's a real deep cut. I like uh-huh. that. Uh, and then of course there's the whole let's call the Avengers right. line um and there's there's two references to age of ultron which was the movie that immediately preceded yeah he this said one. he's they're too busy dropping cities out of the air did you catch the other one it was so brief no i, I almost so. pointed it out but i it, the scene happened so fast it's when he's uh escaped the jail cell and he's flying around on anthony and he lands on a newspaper uh, and it, it shows oh. it like crawling on the newspaper, and then it cuts to a wide shot so you can see it. And the guy flicks the newspaper, and the headline is "Who's to blame for Sokovia?"
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, okay. it is interesting. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I I like those. Did you notice any any anything else? Well, of course,
1: they go to Avengers, you know, yeah, and Avengers, Falcon. Yep, yeah, Falcon. And then you know he says, "Don't tell, don't <laughs> nobody tell Cap about this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then of course at the very end, uh, yeah, something about. All right, so Cap and Falcon, and they're gonna loop in Ant Man, presumably. Um, something to do with Bucky. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they're trying to help him remember who he is, presumably. And then he said something about like, um, something about Tony Stark, or I guess. Um, and they said something about I don't know, something about if the con, the, the Accords. the accords, the concords, <laughs> if the accords even will, let him. even let him help. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't have no idea what that's talking about yet. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll find out. Maybe, maybe it's just a bunch of nonsense. Probably. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what'd you think about that post-credits scene? Where Not, not that one that you're talking about the one, Oh, I guess it wasn't post-credits. It was, it was right Mid- before the credits oh. where, um, L- Louise is talking about, <laughs> yeah. like, it's the same thing where people are trying to get to him th- yeah. to get to Ant-Man yeah. and, Fa- and Falcon's specifically looking for him. Yeah, I think that's great. There's a line, um, and it got people so excited. So that reporter says, What kind of guy are you looking for? There's a guy who jumps. We got a oh, guy yeah. who swings. We got a guy yeah. who crawls up walls. And those are all things that uh, Spider Man does. Okay. <laughs> and Spider Man famously is uh, not in the MCU. huh. Nobody's mentioned Spider Man. Spider Man's owned by Sony. Uh-huh. And that they jealously guard those rights. And we'll talk about it in, in another movie. But um, Sony had the opportunity to buy. The rights to all the Marvel movies, yeah, and they were offered you know, Spider Man for a certain, I think, five million. And then Marvel was like, Do you just want all the rest? Like, well, you know, Fox has X Men and Fantastic Four, but you could have Iron Man, you can have Captain America, 20 million dollars, you have them all. Uh-huh. And they said, More good with just Spider Man. <laughs> and <laughs> what a bone decision because it's yeah. worth like 20 billion dollars yeah, now in box office, but um. But uh, but yeah. So they famously have the rights to Spider Man, and people were like, "Oh man, we'd love to have Spider Man in the MCU." So her saying that, people got so excited. They're uh-huh. like, "What does what does that mean?" Uh-huh. Now,
1: okay, I guess I'll just find out. For some reason, I thought that they worked something out to put him in something. Hmm. So I guess we'll. I guess I'll find out.
0: I guess we'll find out.
1: <laughs> Maybe um, you're a little smug, like hmm, I don't know.
0: Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> don't jump ahead. <laughs> Um, infinity Watch but uh, but going back to that people people didn't know anything yeah. then and but hearing that line people were like what does that mean yeah uh, so let's talk about the Infinity Watch Infinity Any- Watch uh, blessed be Infinity <laughs> did you just Watch. make that up did you just make that up yep that's good <coughs> uh, oh I'm glad you coughed <laughs> <laughs> right in the mic don't worry I'll, I'll cut it and then but I'll leave you saying I'm glad you coughed into the mic nope <laughs> i'll put the i'll put the cuff back in <laughs> uh so the existing stones nothing's changed there right the tesseract on asgard the ether in nowhere yeah the nah. orb on xandar um, and mind stone we didn't see it but it's on earth presumably. yeah in in vision's head brain uh any new stones no new stones you don't think the pen particles are a stone nah what if they were what if he invented, <laughs> Inven- invented he stone? invented a stone <laughs> what yeah, nah, we didn't see no new stones, bro. All right, well, we'll keep an eye out. And uh, I don't know why I gave you that look. <laughs> I know, I don't either. <laughs> I liked it. So let's let's rank them real quick. So phase two's over. Oh. What was your favorite in phase two?
1: Okay, wow, 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 wow. All right, so, so um, Winter Soldier was great. Yeah. This was great. Guardians of the Galaxy is great. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say Guardians is probably my favorite. Yeah, this is probably my second favorite. Wow. Okay. Um, Winter Soldier third, but they're they're those are very close. Yeah, yeah. So those are like the top three by far. Yeah. And then the rest are kind of just after that. Okay. Gotcha.
0: Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. So let's talk about next week's film. How much do you know about next week's film? I know,
1: uh, surprisingly, a lot. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I was surprised. <laughs> I know nothing. What is it? So it kicks off phase three, the beginning of phase three, the okay. beginning of the end. Beginning of the end. All right. It's uh, the third movie in the trilogy. Okay.
1: It sure. It's not going to be another Avengers yet. Mm-hmm. They're going to save that. Um, We just had Captain America 2. It's not going to be Captain America 3. So... I'd say it's got to be Thor 3. It is Captain America 3. Is it really?
0: Yeah. Oh, Captain wow. America
1: Civil War. Civil War. Okay. So I guess they, they just immediately teased the Bucky thing to get you excited about that. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Cool. It, it came out in 2016. So, uh-huh. So um, I think Ant-Man was, and I, I really should be looking at this, but I'm going to guess, I think Ant-Man was like in July of, of 2015, uh-huh. maybe August, and then civil war was in i think may of 2016 okay um so it was it was you know pretty long gap between those movies because yeah. we're used to getting two a year and so it was it was a little bit of a gap but um so captain america civil war i'm gonna tell you what happens um just like captain america <laughs> one was world war Two. this movie actually is a flashback no to it's the not civil okay war. all right get out of here get out, all right wrap it up <laughs> <laughs> no just kidding uh what do you what 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 do you know about it? What do you think? What do you think's is going to happen? I so I don't know. Do um, think, I don't know, man. I I think I will say that that post credit scene, the very last one, that is a sometimes these sometimes these scenes are teasers, like at at the end of, um, Thor two. There was a scene set in the Collector's layer. Yeah, that was a teaser that wasn't that scene wasn't in guardians of the yeah. galaxy even though it was filmed by james gunn uh-huh um uh, so sometimes they're teasers um other times they are direct lifts from the movie uh-huh and this scene is actually that's a scene in civil war okay so
1: i just think that somehow it's got to come back to the Avengers not working well together and there's a rift amongst them mm. and they're fighting among themselves a civil war among the Avengers.
0: Okay. Let's real quick, just for fun, who is fighting whom, do you think? I don't know. So Falcon and Cap
1: are clearly buddies. They're fine. Mm-hmm.
0: Like well, just let's let's name you got two people on one side. So you think Cap and Falcon are on one side right. together. So I, I can't decide whether
1: Bucky would be sort of the one that would grab it, like, it would be able to... I, it would probably be Tony Stark, Iron Man. On the other side? They've they've hinted it in the previous movie that there's some... They don't quite get along. They don't mm-hmm. gel.
0: Yeah. We, um, we, we talked about that in uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah. They had some some words. Yeah. They're know? both
1: very strong personalities. I think they're both sort of used to being the one in charge.
0: And they, they disagree... On how to do things. Exactly. Fundamentally. They want they want the same thing. Right. They want to protect people. Mm-hmm. They want to save the world. But Tony Stark thinks he can do it alone mm-hmm. through his technology. And Captain is like, we, we're a team. We work together. Yep. We don't keep secrets from each other. So I'm thinking that might be the conflict. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Um, we will find out. <gasps> So Nick, what is your Marvel interest meter heading into Phase Three? This uh, is the big phase, the huge phase. Yeah, so many movies. So we this watched. was
1: twelve.
0: This is twelve. We this was movie twelve. Okay, so, it's so been we got tw- ten more. So yeah, it was it was six or inclusive. So eleven? No, ten. Eleven. It was. Don't make me think about it. It was <laughs> six films in each of the first two. So then that means there's another eleven, okay. right? <laughs> sure, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's eleven. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's eleven. <laughs> Don't think about it too much. It's eleven more. So this this phase is almost double the other phases. Yeah. So I gotta be honest with you. I'm a little
1: like trepidatious. Mm-hmm. I'm a little like, wow, it's a lot. Yeah. You know, I feel like we've been on a lot. Like how how are there eleven more movies? We're more than halfway there, though. But uh, yeah. So I so that's where where my Marvel interest it's still high. I'm yeah. still interested, but I'm feeling a little like what are they gonna introduce new what's the new big twist yeah to, to get me to kind of like pivot to the the third act of all the movies yeah so to speak
0: I I wish I had this number if I th- I just now thought about it but I would wonder minute by minute if there are more minutes in phase three than there are in phase two because phase two has the shortest movies and phase three by far has the longest movies. So I wonder if there's enough extra length in phase three to make up for the missing movie. (laughs) It'd be interesting to find out. Uh, but I don't have that answer this week. Maybe next week, maybe next week, but Nick, you got to watch this. listening to our podcast we want to hear from you you can reach out to us on email at you gotta watch this podcast at gmail.com you can also reach us at facebook or instagram at you gotta watch this podcast or on twitter at gotta underscore watch thanks